Welcome to another great edition of The Sports Show. I'm Jeremy the Impact York from Impact Media. This is our weekly all-sports show where we uh, we talk about football. We talk some about the Atlanta, uh, United, the Swarm, KSU, GSU, uh, everything in between. That's, all, that's pretty much a lot of what we're going to have today. Uh, this is obviously a lot later than I really want to do this show because we're going to talk about all this stuff now. All the stuff that led us up to last weekend, this past weekend. Uh, we still also uh, owe you a board check, which will probably be tomorrow night. And we will... We will then do all the other shows throughout the week. Um, obviously strong style will be Wednesday. This is all the stuff we're aiming at to uh, start off the week and eh, Thursday or Friday. We'll sneak in the next, uh, sports show. We've already got a lot of it going, but I wanted to lead you guys up to the weekend and, uh, we'll see what happens uh, as far as the rest of it. But like I said, there is so much to get into. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want to, Leave us a question, comment, suggestion, rating on uh, Apple iTunes, uh, anywhere you get our, our podcast, anywhere you get uh, our, our on-demand audio. You guys know where to find us, uh, Impact Media on most of that, at the Impact 99. We'll, you will find me on most social medias, almost all of them, I think outside of TikTok. Make sure to check us out on Triller, uh, TikTok, I'm... I'm Mad Hat or something. I forgot what it was. Uh, but uh, definitely hit us up. Let us know what you think. I uh, talked to a lot of you guys over the weekend uh, while I was at events, while I was going to events, while I was home from events. Uh, not much sleep this weekend, but it was enough. We survived. We got up, put our shoes on, and, and went back at it today. Let's start right here with rugby. Rugby, ATL. They uh, hosted Rugby United New York. This was at the Snake Pit, not this past weekend, but the week before. I was at that game. Um, some new faces, some definitely shorter haircuts, as I said on a lot of videos. 
because it's starting to get hot here in Georgia. And when it gets hot, uh, that flow in Maine doesn't do you a lot of good. So a lot of shorter haircuts, some new faces as well, uh, some injuries. I know Connor Cook did not play. He was actually on the sideline with his family. Uh, didn't get a chance to, to talk with him, but he was busy with, with his little ones. I, I leave people alone. But uh, there was a lot of other people that were absent because of uh, various reasons as well. Uh, overall, the team had a, a better effort than the week previous to that. Uh, we had tries from uh, Ben Remsburg, from uh, Ross and uh, Roy Van Voot. And uh, Robbie Petzer knocked in uh, one of the uh, one of the after kicks there. We got we totaled 17 points, which is not bad. Rugby 20 to 24 gets you pretty close in a lot of games, and we needed 28 in this one as uh, Runny, as we decided to call him, or Rooney. Totaled 27. They get the victory, 27-17. That puts us at 2-2 two and two on the year. No need to, to worry about much there. Obviously, we'll talk about this weekend's game next uh, or later this week, I guess that would be Thursday or Friday. We will talk about it as we preview the uh, matchup coming up this weekend back at home. Um, you know, their next game, the one that I that I will uh, will break down, was against Austin Elite Rugby. That was this past Saturday, like I said. Uh, I want to watch the the press conference and see what coach said and what some of the players said. I was not able to because I was at Triller Fight Club uh, in the middle of, of a lot of other, not only covering that event and being there live, uh, obviously was not able to uh, participate with the, the rugby ATL stuff. But, uh, you know, in the middle, of, we'll talk a lot more about that on Wednesday when we talk uh, Strong Style because uh, that was a fun event. But, like I said, two and two on the year up until this point. And we will talk about the Austin Elite game later this week. Before we get off Rugby ATL, i got to tell you that Reformation Brewery, which is the official brewery of Rugby ATL for this year, had a contest on naming a, I believe it was an American Pale Ale that uh, they are coming up with that is uh, Rugby ATL themed. It ended up being named Sin Ben Brew. I have not got a chance to sample it. I may, if they have it at the game this weekend, I may have to uh, pause a policy I have and uh, check one of those out and let you guys know. But, uh, yeah, if you're at Reformation Brewery, tell them you want the Sin Ben Brew. Give it a shot. Tell everybody what you think and uh, help support Rugby ATL. Uh, the reason why today's episode is called All That Jazz is for this very reason right here. Uh, Dwayne Wade, we all know Dwayne Wade, played tons and uh, just many years in the league. One of the best players uh, of all time. And by, when I say best of all time, he, he's top. He's top 20 or so. He's at least got to be, right? Top 25, top 30. Doesn't matter. Dwayne Wade was an exceptional player. Well, he buys a partial stake in the Utah Jazz. Uh, the majority owner is still Ryan Smith, who is a very good uh, 
friend and business partner of Dwayne Wade. But here we are again with a former player, very influential player, buying back into the league that, uh, you know, helped make them. And what I like about it, you know, you got Shaq in Sacramento, and he said that was one of the examples, and he talked many times to Shaq about different things. And uh, he decided he wanted to buy into a team, and the the Jazz had a, an open spot to potentially buy into it, so he did. Dwayne Wade is already a big-time entrepreneur, the things he does away from the court, the, the things he did even when he played. So now having former great players investing back into the league shows you where the league is at right now. It's in a good spot, uh, you know. He's not a, a big front runner. And before you say anything, yes, he spent all that time with the Heat, but the Heat didn't have an ownership opening. The Jazz did. He has an end. He knows Ryan Smith. I want to see what kind of things he gets into from here and what kind of uh, influence he really will have. I think he's a good ambassador on top of, I mean, because the Jazz are already pretty good. It's not like, this was just a bad team who needed some people to invest some money to help them out. The Jazz have history. They have a lot of things going for them. So I'm looking forward to see what Dwayne Wade does. And, you know, we don't talk a lot of basketball here, but I I think this is a, a, a big thing with the way sports and the way the landscape is nowadays. I think this is something you're going to see a lot more players try to get into. Uh, don't forget that the Georgia Swarm, even though their season does not kick off till early December, it is going to be a full season. Uh, uh, you can contact the Swarm. Uh, the people we like, uh, or, or the main person we deal with is Jordan, but uh, anybody else can help you as well. If you want to call and ask for Jordan, that's, that's cool. Tell them the Impact sent you. Tell them Impact Media sent you. Tell them Sports Show sent you. Uh, Anything. But uh, definitely check out your tickets. They've got some just ridiculously really cool promos and things going on now. I think there is a slight increase to start of May, so you definitely want to get in by the end of April. I mean, and check it out this way. All right. So let's say there's going to be 10 home games. And you can buy... Four hundred dollars is one of the packages right now that you can get ten home game tickets. Notice how I phrase that, because what that means is that you can either have one ticket or, or that pass will get you one ticket for all ten games, or you could split them up. I asked Jordan this very question. He said they have no problem when they you know when they can, which is majority of the time being able to work with you on this. So if you want to find nine other friends and all go to the same game and sit together, they'll accommodate that. If you want to split it up five and five and go to two games, if you and and your uh, significant other, you and your best bud, you and your daughter, your son, your uncle, your cousin, you and random person from work, another guy who's on the martyr train with you right now, anybody, if two people want to go to five, go ahead. There's all these different 
possibilities. And not to be outdone, the Swarm also have a golf tournament coming up where you can use a lacrosse stick in your golf bag. It's uh, May 7th. Their website has a lot more details on that. Their Facebook, all kinds of things like that. You can definitely check that out. Because to start with, I was trying to figure out where you could use a lacrosse stick in golf and, and really help yourself out. And then somebody explained to me, why not out of the sand trap? Genius. Genius. Because it will allow you to pick the ball up, put it in there, and fling it out. It's it's genius. But uh, there's all kinds of ways that you and three of your buddies or your business or whatever can be a part of the golf event. I've talked about it, I think, a couple times on here already. It benefits an organization that helps military current and former military members and their families uh, attend games and and do uh, fun events like this and all so uh, definitely check that out uh, Atlanta United they get the one nothing win this was on this was uh, last Tuesday they get the one nothing win to move on in the CONCACAF tournament. Uh, Jurgen Dom had the 91st minute goal. They didn't really need it. They were already one up in the aggregate. This made it 2 nothing. That made sure they, they uh, were going to go through pretty much no matter what. And, you know, the team, up until... You know, in two games, they have a goal a game. It's not bad. Better than none. They're they're winning. It seems that the team is um, a little more aggressive than in previous year, a couple the last couple years. And it seems like instead of more organized organization, as far as uh, you're in this zone, you're in this zone, you're in this zone. It's more of a uh, uh, pieces can go in any direction. So, you know, all of a sudden you may have somebody from the back line move forward and somebody from the midfield move back into that position. That seems to be what uh, Coach Hines is kind of promoting. It would be nice to see a little bit more offense, but the team, at least from what I've seen, I, I very much like where they're at at this point. Um, obviously, we have the season opener in Orlando on Saturday. We'll talk about that uh, later in the week. But, yeah, I, I, I like this United team, and I, and I like because they're not giving up a lot of big chances. They're just not quite capitalizing on the ones they're creating for themselves. And Achilles heel for this team has always been, this is since the very beginning, set pieces and I would like to see them do something to address that. Um, I don't I don't know if you could just work on that and find somebody that could do that or I don't uh, maybe move you know make a move for a, a player but it's really early in the season you, you gotta just see where you're at. Uh, moving on KSU had their final regular season game where uh, they they played Monmouth pretty much for the division. They lost 42-17. to 17. Um, 
they just didn't look very into it. They kind of looked tired. I, I, I'm not going to blame anybody. It's it's been a weird year. It's been a rough year. It's I think the coaches prepared them the best they could. I think the players were prepared as they could be. I just I think this season has has wore on them enough to where they just they look worn down. And Monmouth took advantage as they have a propensity to do. Um, overall, this season, a lot of moving parts, a lot of weird schedules, a lot of unexpected twists and turns. They were undefeated up until then. Um, obviously, on Sunday, the FCS announced the 16 teams that would that will be in the playoffs. We will talk about later in the week where Kennesaw falls in that and where they are moving forward. As far as the regular season, uh, we, we saw up to three different quarterbacks play because of injuries and other things. We saw uh, Bryson Armstrong continue to make a case for why he, he can do so many special things. There was just so many great pieces, and I, I think Coach Bohannon just really – got the most out of what he could in this situation. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about their postseason later on in the week. Um, Georgia State had their spring game on Friday night at Center Park Stadium. Of course, I was there. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about it now. There's no need to, to talk about it later. In the week, uh, especially when we can knock it out right now. Um, this was a cool format. Coach Elliott let the two teams kind of captain off and then draft their own teams, which means sometimes you had uneven teams. You may have um, may have three left guards on one team, and uh, maybe one of those left guards ends up playing uh, on the defensive line or linebacker or you saw a couple people out of position. It was uh, very cool to see them dif- different things like that. But overall, things that stuck out in this game, the depth of this team, uh, there's there's depth at, at every position, at every level, that we didn't necessarily see before in certain places. There are three capable quarterbacks. I think Quad is still your your starter, but uh, Colasurdo and the Furman transfer, I forgot his name, do I, do I have it anywhere? Um, that's going to hear me shuffle in the paper. Uh, Darren Granger, yes, and the cool thing about him from Furman is, see, we saw Granger a couple years ago when these two teams played. And Granger was a terror for this team. So, uh, between Quad Brown, Alicerto, and Granger, any of these three look capable of running the offense effectively. Which is, uh, you know, something I just said with Kennesaw. We saw three capable quarterbacks there that could run that offense. Georgia State has a similar thing here. Um, something I, I, I look forward to. And Coach alluded to this. There were three different offensive lines that were present on the field for this spring game, and all of them did pretty well. 
There are also uh, three or four running backs that really came out of nowhere. That's something Georgia State has been wanting to develop is uh, have a, a big, bigger run game and impact on the run game. And, you know, i got to say, an, an Achilles heel of this team, of this Georgia State team over the years, has been getting birds deep, whether it be the corners or the safeties, in uh, big plays. They uh, wasn't – there was some shots taken, and there was, you know, one or two here or there that made it. But for the most part, the defensive backs were doing a pretty good job of keeping everything in front of them. And, uh, you know, now they've got from now till, what, late August, early September to uh, get all the pieces in order. I think they have a lot of really great pieces. It'll be interesting to see how they're put together for this puzzle of the season. This should be fun. And I look forward to it. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Alex Rodriguez, who tried to buy the Mets and it failed. Uh, has partnered with uh, big-time oh, millionaire, billionaire, I'm not sure, uh, Mark Laurie. They finalized a deal to buy the Timberwolves and Minnesota Lynx. It's a package deal. They bought them from uh, Glenn Taylor, who is going to continue to run the team for the next two years before official ownership starts with uh, A-Rod and Mark Laurie, which is, I think that's a better way to do it. That way, Glenn can finish the things he's doing, and uh, A-Rod and Mark can kind of ease their way in instead of just car- starting just, like, cut and dry, you know? Because, um, actually, Glenn's going to hold full control until 2023. That's that's part of the deal. I believe they purchased the Timberwolves and the Lynx for $1.5 billion. Pretty fair price, I believe. I think that's a pretty good deal because you got to think uh, the T Wolves have been kind of up and down ever since Glenn Taylor took them over. The Lynx have actually done pretty good. They have a handful of championships in in very recent years, so uh, it will be interesting to see. Just like with Dwayne Wade and the Jazz, this is Alex Rodriguez in in uh, two basketball leagues. So we will see what him and Mark Laurie can do. Now, finally, some news and notes from the NFL. Some things you guys have been talking about over the week. We were talking about them as well, and we will officially talk about them. Uh, Julian Edelman retires. Let's let's just stop the Hall of Fame discussion for at least another two to three years before he even gets anywhere close to eligibility. How about we just say that Edelman was one of the best Swiss Army knives on the field followed in the footsteps of uh, the Amandolas and the West Welkers of the world, especially in that New England system. Edelman, I mean, he's Tom Brady's buddy. Tom Brady's not buddies with just anybody. He's not He's not super best friends with any of the, the other players on his team. Him and Edelman hung out a lot. They did a lot of things together. And uh, when we look back in a couple of years, we're going to realize Julian Edelman is responsible for some of the most important catches in league history, let alone Super Bowl history. So uh, congratulations to Edelman on a super career. I don't necessarily know what he could get into initially. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if he wants to get anything like that yet. He may just take some time off and, I don't know, move to Tampa. I could see that. Uh, right now there's a thing where players are choosing not to go to voluntary workouts. 
this could be a bigger issue down the road. But for right now, it's voluntary workouts. It would be like if whatever uh, company you work for, whether it's yourself or not, if they said, hey, if uh, we're going to... We're going to restock the shelves. We're going to, uh, you know, whatever your company does. We're going to clean up the building uh, this Saturday. We're, we're going to uh, rearrange some furniture, rearrange some stuff, move the new desks in, stuff like that. And uh, it's not mandatory, so if you want to come by and help, that's great. If you don't, we'll see you Monday. That's what these are. Now, it's going to be on these players as, as well that if they get far enough into it and they're out of shape or they get hurt or injured because – they aren't they aren't up to par of where they should be. Hey, they're the ones who chose not to show up. But outside of the Packers and a couple other teams who have workout bonuses for showing up for voluntary meetings and voluntary workouts, unless that's league wide, if players don't want to show up on a voluntary workout, you can't force them. So the, a lot of them have not. The NFL has partnered with FanDuel, DraftKings, and Caesars Entertainment. Uh, it's an official partnership, so the gambling aspect is really going to kick off here soon. You're going to have a lot of free-to-play games because, obviously, gambling is not legal in all states, especially not all the states that there are current NFL teams. So there's going to be a lot of free-to-play games. There's going to be a lot of uh, promos and things like that until they can uh, get all the full-blown stuff up and going. Eventually, you're going to be able to go to an NFL game and probably walk right up to the sports book and, and place a wager on the game, on outcomes. There may even be handheld devices or your phone that you can use while you're in the stadium. There could also be, you may be able to place a bet on games and events other than what you're attending. It's coming, folks. It's, uh, it's going to be something else. Um, Alden Smith signed with Seattle. This could be a pretty good signing for them. They do need some help on the defensive line that way. Even though there was an update today that there is an official warrant out for, let's see, where is it? think from New Orleans, something that happened back in April. This is April. Back earlier this year, I believe, uh, there is a warrant for uh, for Alden Smith so, or some sort of summons. So we'll see if this was a good sign by Seattle or not. It may be Alden Smith's behavior in past catching up to him, or it could be a misunderstanding. We don't know yet. Jadavian Clowney signed with the Cleveland Browns. They are wanting to pair him with Tack McKinley and Miles Garrett. Uh, pretty good, pretty good little lineup there. That's, um, you know, Clowney has never been a world beater. Is he really good? Absolutely. Is he as good as that one famous play that he blew up the Michigan running back? No. But he's always been good to really good. And that's all they want him to do here is to pair up and maybe free up Miles Garrett a little bit or Miles Garrett frees him up or Tack McKinley frees them both up or whatever. It's the Tampa Bay mentality that if you run enough good rushers at somebody, they can't block them off. So, you know, good for Clowney, good for Cleveland. I think this is a one-year deal, and this puts all the pressure 
I got to agree with Colin here. I, it puts all the pressure on Baker Mayfield because outside of injuries, Baker has to make this work. They put an all-star team around him, offensively and defensively. They could use a little bit of help on the line, but you know it is what it is. But he has all the pieces, so we'll see what happens in Cleveland. Uh, Corderell Patterson has signed with the Atlanta Falcons. They are, my guess is you can you can use him as a little bit of a runner. He can uh, catch a few passes, but I would, in all honesty, he would be my kick returner it, because he is just magic when he can break break a, a run like that. So uh, my guess is that's what they are signing him to do, along with, you know, okay, you know, like the Devin Hester thing. Occasionally you let him run out for some passes and maybe do some end of rounds and things like that, but Patterson's pretty much here to catch kicks. James Conner signs with the Arizona Cardinals. This just adds more depth. Arizona has been loading up. They are, I think they're looking to uh, try to win their division and, and even further this year, and that's a rough division. You get Arizona, you get the Rams, you get Seattle. Who am I missing? And the 49ers. You have four capable teams that could win that division, and, and they could win it with 12 wins. They could win it with 10 wins because they're just going to beat each other up all the other games. So uh, good for James Conner, good for Arizona. And then finally, last thing before we get out of here, we'll keep it short tonight. Giovanni Bernard has found his new team. He has been signed as a third down running back pretty much, which is what he is a specialist at for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, a lot of people would say, why is he the third down back? They have two other capable backs. They do, but they're not great on third down as far as being able to uh, either either block or, run, or you know, the third down runs you need or catching passes out of the backfield well enough to keep the ball moving. So having Giovanni Bernard is just another weapon down at Tampa Bay, and they are at it again. But, like I said, we're going to keep it short and sweet tonight. That's going to do it for us for this edition of the sports show, all that jazz. We will be back with the next sports show, like I said, later in the week, probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, until then, board check tomorrow, Strong Style Wednesday. Have a good rest of your evening. We will see you guys on the next one. Deuces, gooses.